Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here, and today I want to do a little bit of discussion regarding the Jacksonville Jaguars win over the Miami Dolphins in London, and potential moves regarding the head coaching position in Jacksonville. So to get started, so the Dolphins lost to the Jaguars 20-23, and I think the stat lines really tell the story here of the difference of Tua Tungavailoa and Trevor Lawrence. Now, one thing to keep in mind is Tua's a good quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. The problem is the type of quarterback he is and the current state of the league, they don't mesh well. They're almost diametrically opposed when you think about it. At least in my perspective, what I see is that Tua is a long-term quarterback in a win-now league. When you look at all the moves, you know, all the teams that are playoff competitive or playoff viable, what are they doing? They're making moves at their weakest positions or their weakest areas in the offseason, after the postseason, and just trying to shore up what they can, especially if they know what they do well. And Brian Flores, he's done a really great job of rebooting and rebuilding the Dolphins. However, I think currently their weakest spot is the quarterback it's not due to anyone's fault. It's just due to the status of the league. Now, when we look at the stat line, this to me kind of showcases the issue right now, especially talent wise. So Tua's stat line during this game was that he had 33 completions on 47 attempts for 329 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. That's not a bad stat line, you know, even on a losing team to a close game. Now, unfortunately, though, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, he had 25 completions on 41 attempts for 319 yards and a touchdown. Now, he didn't have an interception, but considering his rookie season, that's really good that he's starting to button that up and not have as many interceptions and turnovers. He did fumble, I believe, one or two times during the game. But this is particularly troubling because... If it takes Trevor Lawrence 25 completions to get 300 plus yards and it takes Tua almost 10 more to get 300 plus yards, that's an issue for the Dolphins because they look at that and they go, this guy's a rookie, even though his stats aren't better than Tua's, he basically damn near outplayed our quarterback and our quarterback's already been in the league for a year. And that's just not a good position to be in. And it's through no fault of their own. Like I said, it's the status of the league is all these teams are win now, win now. And Tua is just a long-term guy. And I really feel for the situation because it sucks because I think Brian Flores likes Tua. The organization likes Tua. But they're committed to trying to win now. And unfortunately, that means they got to push aside their feelings for Tua and look for other quarterbacks, such as potentially Deshaun Watson, to get them to their win-now status like the Rams have done, moving off Goff and getting Stafford. And that's just what I think is unfortunate about this situation is that I really like Trevor Lawrence and I like Tua's story, but when the new guys stat line just even though it's not better than 
too is when Lawrence is pretty much as comparable with less attempts and less completions, you know, unfortunately Miami's going to have to look at that and be like, do we really want to go forward with this? But, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope Tua has a breakout rest of the season and maybe just defies everyone, but that's going to be really hard after this game, especially losing to the Jaguars who just snapped the second longest losing streak in NFL history. But we're going to have to go ahead and see what happens. But unfortunately, that's my thoughts on this current situation right now. Now, moving on to the Jaguar situation. As I stated earlier, this was mainly a quarterback competition for this game. It wasn't coaching versus coaching. And I might not have said that directly. Actually, I didn't say it directly, but through looking through the stat line and watching the game, you could see it was definitely a battle of the QBs to see who would win this game. As well as Jacksonville's kicker, who Ooh, making a 52-53 yarder and then a 55 yarder. Dang, man. That's awesome. But this wasn't coaching that won the game. It was the quarterback. And so the next thing we need to look at, I think, is Urban Meyer. I think he slowed the bleed that he had, which is losing the locker room. He slowed that bleed. However, given other circumstances around the league, such as John Gruden resigning, it's put a pinch on this idea I've had regarding who I think should have and I think soon should become the head coach of Jacksonville. Now, I still think Urban will have until November to see if he keeps his job, but right now he's slowed the bleed. So if he goes on another additional three or four game win streak after this, this idea of mine might be shot out of the water completely. It might just be a pipe dream if that occurs. But Urban Meyer, up until this game, had become a distraction, had been saying weird stuff, you know, pretty much through Trevor Lawrence under the bus, talking about how he wasn't ready to do a QB sneak, basically becoming a distraction for the Jaguars. Now, if I was Shad Khan looking at the situation, if things had kept on that trajectory of Urban being a distraction and being a problem, I would have been looking around and being like, okay, who is in line to become a head coach that won't be a distraction? And I brought his name up a few times, but here's where I want to flesh this out. Eric Bieniemy, I think, is the perfect guy if Urban Meyer goes back and becomes a distraction and doesn't button up through November. And here's why. So last year, Bienemy had shopped around for head coaching positions, but unfortunately couldn't get one. And reports had come out saying that, oh, you know, he's, you know, very soft-spoken. He's a quiet personality, and maybe it's because he's not assertive enough. That's why he didn't get a head coaching position. And, you know, that might have played a role into it, but he ended up not. But look at his pedigree. As offensive head coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's consistently... Well, excuse me, that's the wrong word. Recently, he has helped the Chiefs host the AFC Championship the past three times in a row. They've gone to the Super Bowl the past two years, and they've won one in 2020. 
I think that pedigree speaks, you know, especially being an offensive head coordinator and working with Trevor Lawrence. I think that's a match made in heaven. Also, Biennemi has the respect of the league and especially players. And so if I was Shad Khan back during this whole mess, and even if this mess comes back up with Urban Meyer becoming a distraction again, I would strongly consider having Biennemi's number on speed dial and calling him and saying, hey man, what do I need to get you to come be the head coach of the Jaguars? You know, Trevor Lawrence is already a major draw, but Shad Khan can easily fire Urban Meyer and any other coach, pay him out and rehire new staff if that need be or do anything. You know, Shad Khan, he's got that much money. He's also a very nice person, but when it comes to how smart he is as a businessman and at least disregarding this past win, the issues with Urban Meyer, it seems weird how his recent ownership of the Jaguars has kind of gone awkwardly, especially for a guy who can make money hand over fist. But that's where I'm leaning with this is if this is an anomaly and Urban goes back to being a distraction, which we're going to have to wait and see on that. But if Urban regresses, we really need to consider Biennemi as a fit because what Shad Khan could also tell him is say, hey man, I just need you to do football and just be yourself. You know, I know you're a quiet guy, but I'm giving you whatever you need. You're going to have Trevor Lawrence. We will make any moves that we need to do. I just need you to be you and not be a distraction to this team. Be a leader in that locker room alongside Lawrence, Chenault, Jones, and just all those guys. And I think Biennemi would have a good shot at taking that, especially considering all the tools he could potentially get, all the personnel changes he'd be able to potentially make. However, what's kind of thrown a wrench is, like I said, this win plus John Gruden's resignation, and so... That could open up a uh, ugh, excuse me. That could open up a potential move to the Raiders. However, I don't think Kansas City would want him to go in division. They'd probably be fine with him staying in conference, but they would definitely not want him to go and be a divisional rival, especially with what he knows. They'd probably want to ship him off to Jacksonville or try and push him to go to Jacksonville. But those are my thoughts regarding where I think the future of Jacksonville's head coaching position should go. And with that said, this has been a Bandolier Core production. Finn McHale, signing out.